Hey, fellow marketers, welcome to a new episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast presented by themarketinghelp.co. Now, the Marketing Help is your number one resource to proactively manage your marketing career, where we have all the things you would need, like job search templates, interviewing guides, even mentoring services if you're really unsure about how to get to that next level of your career. So one of our favorite tools that we offer is a 90-day plan template. And we've had some great feedback from our audience. They've used it as part of a job interview. They've used it when it comes to preparing for their promotion in their current role. So head on over to themarketinghelp.co and check that out. Um, All right, so we're going to continue our series on the marketing career strategy. Uh, How to prepare for it. So Jed Singer, again, the other half of the marketing help, joins me on this episode to talk about um, the next key part of your marketing career strategy. Now, Let's take a step back here. The whole series of what we're talking about here, the the whole series of episodes here for the marketing career strategy uh, is being supported by this this piece of content we've created just for you. And you can find it at themarketinghelp.co forward slash career strategy. And what it is, it's kind of, it summarizes a little bit of what you're hearing in these episodes for um, the marketing career strategy, but provides some bonus content, some bonus tips some bonus resources you need to check out. So it's our career strategy climb guide, and you can find that at themarketinghelp.co forward slash career strategy. So today's topic is really focusing on the point of your marketing career strategy that is about your personal brand. But what makes up your personal brand? And we call this your marketing career profile. And there's two specific elements that contribute towards this. So pay close attention when you hear Jed get into some details about experience side of the equation, and more specifically, what sorts of certifications may make sense that you should focus on. So let's take a listen. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Marketing Career Podcast, joined again by Jed Singer from The Marketing Help. Welcome, Jed. Hey, Eric. So um, we've been talking about marketing career strategy and uh Previous episode, we talked about the marketing factors. Um, Today, we want to talk about the marketing career profile. Um, Now, if you're listening to this episode, you like what you heard so far, and you want to get deeper into all things marketing career strategy, we encourage you to head on over to themarketinghelp.co forward slash career strategy. And that's where we've got uh, a couple of free templates for you, plus um, our most powerful uh, ebook, which is a marketing career strategy uh, overall guide. So definitely something to check out there. So we talked about six factors in the previous episode, and that was really about prioritizing what's important to you when you're trying to get started in your marketing career. Next, we want to talk about, like I said, the career profile. Now, the career profile is something that's necessary to then identify the gaps that you have as it relates to um, where you want to take your, your next steps in your marketing career. Uh, but the, I think the key elements for the marketing career profile that we want to talk about uh, is going to be the intersection of not just what you know, uh, but who you know. And those are some of the two key areas of focus when it comes to building your career profile. Uh, so, Jed, we were talking a little bit before we started recording about just some analogies to help drive home the point of how people should be thinking about their marketing career profile. So what are your thoughts on that? Right. Yeah. I mean, the the career profile is pretty misunderstood, right? It's something that we talk about all the time. 
with uh, the folks in our mentorship program. Um, but most people, when they think about a career profile, they'll assume, assume we're talking about their LinkedIn profile or the resume or something like that. And, you know, those things are important, right? They're public facing documents or pages on the web that are made up of all of your experience. And in, in, you know, social network cases like social media platforms like LinkedIn, you'll also be talking about your network, but they're really purpose built, right? Uh, your LinkedIn profile is kind of like a website, uh, where you're sort of curating a brand and aesthetic, you're sharing thought leadership, things like that. Your resume is really purpose built to get you a job, right? And to make the hiring manager feel like you're a good fit for a role that they're trying to fill. Um, and none of these it really captures what's important in terms of creating this career strategy and this middle step of the career profile, which, you know, one way to look at it is like, it's your entire box of Legos, mm. right? You've got this, this big box of all different colored Legos. And every time you want to, um, you know, create a LinkedIn profile, create a resume, create a cover letter. Uh, you're really just assembling those different color Legos uh, to create something. Um, but the whole box of Legos is your career profile, and it's and it's made up of those eight elements. Uh, that as a marketer, you really need to take a step back and take a look at and organize, right? Organize down on paper, not just in your in your brain. Put them down on paper because that's when sort of the, the strengths and the deficiencies really pop off the page. Right. So the, the, I mean, the career profile, understanding what goes into it, and we'll get into that in a couple of seconds here, but you know, to me, what I like to think about the career profile is that um, it is a combination of um, what you know, which is really your experiences, but also who you know, which is your, your avid network. Uh, but the right. key here is where they overlap is what is your personal brand? And we talked about personal branding in other episodes and how important it is. But when you think about it, you know, how, how you were just describing it is all the components that fit into your career profile is what makes your personal brand tick, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, think of the situation when really being aware of your career profile matters. Like you were saying, it's, um, I need to create a resume or you're stuck in your job and you need to figure out what's next. Uh, if you look into you and identify your career profile elements, uh, that'll help you identify, gosh, I probably need to start doing more of this. I probably need to start educating myself on more experiences, or I probably need to start tapping into my network of former clients or associates or things like that. So, I mean, I guess when it comes down to, okay, so what is in the career profile? Um, Let's. Let, why don't we go through the eight elements that you talked about earlier? Again, you know, and 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 we'll we'll share the link and where everyone can get access to a template that's going to help you visualize, but most importantly, document your very own career profile. But we have two sides of the career profile. One is about what you know, which is your experience, um, and then the other side is who you know, which is your network. But when it comes to the experience side, uh, we're talking about four elements on the experience side for your career profile. We're talking about projects and programs, companies, formal degrees, and certifications. So these are the four key elements that help to establish truly what do you know or uh, your experiences. So uh, thoughts on, any, uh, on either of these, any of these? 
Yeah, I mean, so the projects is probably they're, they're all important, right? They're they're on this list. They're comprehensive um, in terms of these eight elements of your career profile. The projects is super important, right? It's it's the types of um, initiatives that you've led or participated in or supported. Uh, and those projects are real feathers in your cap, right? As a, as a marketer, whether you're a traditional marketer or a digital marketer, um, you know, a campaign is a type of project. If you've led, spearheaded a campaign, uh, there are internal initiatives. Uh, hey, the marketing team is trying to find a way to get more efficient or more effective, or we need project management software specific to marketing campaigns. There are internal initiatives that are projects that are big feathers in your cap, and and those can be really good, uh, sort of those Lego blocks uh, in your in your arsenal as you start to create resumes. Or, you know, and we, we talk about resumes and job applications because that is typically you know a lot of our conversations. But for folks who are happy in their current roles uh, and happy at their current uh, companies, their employers. It's also important if you just feel like you're trying to figure out what's what's next. Like you said, um, how do I get that promotion? How do I get those new responsibilities that uh, aren't being given to me today, but you know, next year or in six months, I really want to be top of the list for getting a, a, a full-time uh, equivalent reporting into me or, you know, being on the short list to spearhead that next project. Um, those are, you know, understanding where you've got the strengths and weaknesses, another great use case for growing in your current role. Mm -hmm. So those are projects and programs. And I think, you know, here's the other outcome when, uh, marketers will think about their career profile, they'll, for they will forget about that key project that they worked on, uh, that is definitely relevant when it comes to either preparing for uh, their next role or, like you said, preparing to advance in their current role. Uh, so next we had companies. So companies, I think here we're talking about the companies that you worked with or for uh, that have provided you with some insights and experiences. Uh, and it's not just the companies themselves, but it's the industry, right? So this is aligned with, you know, if you're working in a particular industry, uh, you have that level and, and type of experience, for example, e-commerce, pharmaceutical, uh, software, et cetera. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've both been on the agency side, mm -hmm. so we've uh, <laughs> created a lot of agency pitch decks uh, for clients. And there's always that, uh, what we would call the NASCAR slide, right? At the top with all the logos of all the clients that the agency has worked with or works with. Uh, so this is the companies is sort of like your personal NASCAR slide, uh, your your current or past employers, uh, the different industries, exactly like like you said. Mm -hmm. um, you're you're trying to show uh, a comprehensive look at your experience in terms of logos and industries, and then you can curate that list. You can select those those logos that are most applicable for the use case for example, applying for a, a role in financial services, you want to highlight when you've worked with financial service companies in the past. Mm -hmm. So companies is a, is a really important one from an experience standpoint, particularly for, for the perception, right? You talk about the middle of the Venn diagram being your brand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the companies and the logos are particularly persuasive 
right? If you're in a situation where you're in a pitch or you're in an interview or, um, you know, something, you know, even if it's an internal meeting to talk about that next big project and you've got experience working with, you know, this, this industry that's being discussed, um, a really important one, types of companies. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then next is formal degrees. So formal degrees from an academic standpoint, it's, uh, you, you, you know, forget about, Maybe you don't have a, a um, degree in advertising or marketing, but you have one in history, philosophy, sociology, whatever it is, um, still still valid and still worth bringing to light because uh, that could come in handy when it, when um, uh, when following your path, wh- wherever it may lead you, whether it's to uh, go to an agency that's a little bit more open and listening to diverse backgrounds when it comes to degrees. Um, but pretty straightforward, right? It's just, you know, you have a degree in whatever you, you learned, uh, that should support you when it comes to experiences. Right. Yeah. Particularly for the younger marketer, right. Who doesn't have necessarily breadth and depth of, uh, work experience, you know, highlighting relevant coursework is great for, you know, a more mature marketer, maybe who's looking to take that next step you know, from uh, a channel specialty or more of a, you know, generalist kind of role to uh, more of a leadership role or a brand management role, right? That might, you might be looking at an MBA or, or MBA equivalent. Um, And so formal education, you know, is, is important really at any stage to be considering, right? Just as a part of the big picture, um, it's it's good to have as as part of the the career profile. Perfect. And then last, we have certifications, which we've talked about before. And um, you know, certifications. There's kind of the tried and true ones that you want to be gaining as a marketer, have experience with as a marketer. Um, and this is again something to always keep an eye on because you could most likely, um, and when it comes to certifications, I like to say it's it's quantity. Sorry, quality, not quantity. Uh, and getting the, getting the certifications that matter, but also getting the certifications that you truly can uh, build your experience on. So get the certification A, but uh, apply the certification as as part B. So other thoughts on certifications? Yeah, I mean, um, exactly what you said in terms of uh, applying, right? When you, you never want to get in a position where you are just uh, jotting down tons and tons of certifications into your career profile uh, or, or on your resume or LinkedIn profile. You want to have stories that are attached to each one of those certifications if they're important. If you don't have stories attached to them, then they're not that relevant in terms of certifications for your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also... Even as a marketing generalist, even if you're not a digital marketer, if you're more of a traditional marketer, technology and software is becoming increasingly important in the marketing roles. Um, And we've got an amazing resource coming out soon, 101 Roles in Marketing, uh, both traditional and digital. And there are pieces of software that you need to understand and be fluent with to do the modern job of marketing. And certifications are nice because, you know, particularly if you're in the job search, a lot of times you'll have in the job description uh, can, you know, has working knowledge of Adobe or Salesforce or Oracle or whatever the case, you know, these big marketing technology 
these pieces of software. And if you can show that you've got, it doesn't have to be exactly what they're asking for, but if you've got a parallel or, or sort of a similar certification, I've used uh, you know, I've got it certified in this tool, which is very similar to the one that it looks like you're using in-house, uh, so that this, the skills and the knowledge is very transferable. Another way that you can sort of get a certification, keep it in your back pocket, and use it uh, to form, you know, the perception in an interview. Mm-hmm. And, and would you agree that when we say certifications, it would also include uh, any other sort of uh, coursework or course courses again outside of your formal degree that you may have taken inside of, of a university or college, but any other uh, any other sort of courses, um, um, General Assembly, Udemy, LinkedIn Learning, those sorts of things as well. Absolutely, yeah. If you've got any kind of self guided course modules, uh, MOOCs, right, that you've taken online, fantastic. Uh, even if it's at a, a local college where they had a, a you know a certification course for four weeks or six weeks, great. Uh, and then those marketing technology companies, right? The the bigger ones, the enterprise level ones, typically will offer some sort of uh, certificate for power users. And you know, if you're in that generalist or specialist role, you want to be aware of what those relevant ones are, whether it's a HubSpot or an Adobe, et cetera. So. Right. And, and, and one last thing on that is it's not just, or I should say, in addition to the marketing technologies, it's also any certifications that help you out with other skills, supplemental skills in marketing, like how important is Excel, right? Excel, Excel mm-hmm. courses or any, any level of certification in Microsoft Excel is a must if you're going to be, um, you know, kind of building a strong foundation for your marketing career. All right. A thousand percent. So from the experience side... Uh, we talked about projects and programs, companies, formal degrees, and certifications slash courses. So now flipping to the other side of the career profile, uh, we talked about the who you know and what builds your network and how important your network is uh, when rounding out your your overall uh, career profile. So the four areas for networking or for creating your network and who you know, colleagues, clients and vendors, groups and associations, industry contacts. And what I love most about this, um, and I know we, t- we talked about this before, is that the ability to, to build your network, um, it, it's, I won't say it's easy as much as I'll say the, the barrier to entry and being successful at it is so low uh, just because of all the, the um, tools and technologies that exist, even for the, the classic introvert, right? This isn't about, you know, you don't necessarily have to be um, you know, whining and dining in a room full of strangers. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about the, the who you know, starting with colleagues. For sure. Um, so, I mean, a lot of these, the, the four that are on the network side are, I, I love these, right? And, and exactly what you were saying, it's um, not necessarily easy, but it's straightforward to be very purposeful about building your network. Uh, you know where you might need connections, people, uh, and and it's it's straightforward on how to grow your network and not just have it happen to you, uh, but to be purposeful about going out and, and making the right connections. Colleagues is very straightforward, right? These are people who you've you've worked for, worked with currently and in the past, and in 
every role that you've had or will have, there will be colleagues that you need to keep in your network, right? These are people that maybe it's an internal mentor for you uh, who understands, been at the company longer, or somebody who um, you work with that's just got more professional experience with you. They've been at other companies in other industries, and you've got a lot to learn from them. Or they're just people in other disciplines, right? I mean, you want to be well-networked if you're in if you're at a manufacturing company or if you're at a financial services company, you want to be well-networked with the people, the key opinion leaders in other functions, right? HR or IT or finance, uh, because people move around, right? That's going to be one of the themes here of this set of four elements uh, of the network is that people move around and you'll always, the more you network with different functions, mm-hmm. the more, the more doors and entry points you'll have for that next role or that next company. Exactly. And, and when we say colleagues, I think the, uh, the overarching theme here is that these are people that you're building relationships with, uh, have built relationships with at, uh, other places of employment, um, because there is, there is kind of a, a certain bond that's created when it's with colleagues of, of uh, places that you've worked. Uh, and, and something I tell anybody that takes a marketing position, uh, the people that you want to start networking with or, quite frankly, start adding them to your list of colleagues uh, for your career profile is definitely HR and definitely uh, some form of engineering or technology because these are folks that will definitely support uh, the, the, the evolution and growth of your, of your career down the road. So, uh, for colleagues, we go on to clients and vendors. So makes a ton of sense if you're working for an agency, but also makes sense if you're working, um, for an in-house marketing team as well. For sure. And I mean, the clients, number six clients and vendors, the key to this one is really that there's sort of a financial impact. Um, there's money involved, right? You, you, this is a, if you're a freelancer or if you're at an agency, a client of yours, or if you're in-house, a vendor of yours is kind of, they're both kind of special relationships that are different from, um, other, other connections in your network. You've got to be a little more delicate with them. Um, but they're also super powerful, right? Because, uh, vendors and clients you take with you in a lot of cases, uh, if you are, um, at an agency, your clients are really important because they might move around, right? They might leave their company and go to another company who turns into a new client for your agency or for your freelance work. A vendor, right? Conversely, uh, if you have a great all-star vendor that's done so much good work for you and, and gotten you a lot of uh, career currency in your current role or has created a career moment for you in, a, in your current role, when you go to the next role at a, at a new company, you want to keep that vendor in mind because they might be able to work the same kind of magic for you in the new role. Absolutely. So even use cases when tapping into clients and vendors as part of your profile, like you said, uh, I'm looking for a new job. I know that uh, you know Jane Smith, who was my client before, she's now working at another company. So I contact her first. Or... Uh, you're, you're spinning off to do your own consultancy and be a freelancer. Uh, you had a great relationship with, um, you know, Jack Brown at uh, uh, technology company A, uh, and you you talk to him about, hey, um, do you know anybody who could use my help? And then here he becomes your biggest referral, 
an advocate for driving you new business. So great example. So, so important to build these relationships because you're right. Um, I think these do carry a lot more currency in the overall scheme of how you navigate uh, your marketing career. Uh, next is one of my favorites, which is groups and associations. And again, they're a dime a dozen anywhere you go inside of LinkedIn, Facebook, or Slack as examples of, of groups and associations. But uh, what are some of your thoughts on the importance of these? Yeah, associations and sort of industry groups, really important. Uh, you know, the, the marketing space, particularly if you're in sort of the the uh, big metros, um, can be a, a small pond, right? Even in the biggest cities, the people that you meet and see out at the at the industry events, the awards, the meetups, you'll start to get to know these people, and they can open doors for you, right? Whether they become a future client or vendor. Or they, you know, vacate a position that that maybe speaks to you, or maybe they're hiring for a role that speaks to you. Um, getting in front of people who are in your um, industry uh, and in your circles uh, is is really important, and it's it's a way to expand outside of just the bubble of your colleagues, your clients, and your vendors. Right. And the thing about groups and associations that I like is that they can both be virtual and in real life. So um, all these mm-hmm. online groups and associations, again, for those that, that enjoy the power of networking from your laptop or phone, uh, they exist. Uh, and they're, they're, again, there's a dime a dozen. There are a dime a dozen, but um, there's so many valuable relationships you can build through online uh, groups and associations. But hey, let's not forget the power of being in person, building relationships face to face, leveraging these groups and associations for you know a launching pad for your public speaking career or building out your public speaking skills. So you can see how these can be leveraged again as part of developing uh, and standing up uh, and evolving your the intersection of of these, which is your personal brand. Um, so last, we've got industry contacts, and I think this one is 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 good to detail and get into because. Uh, unlike colleagues, where these are folks that you're building relationships with, industry contacts may be folks that um, maintain a certain level of currency themselves, uh, but you are becoming affiliated with at some level, whether that's just engaging in their content uh, or, quite frankly, reaching out to them for insights, feedback, or, or things like that. Right. Yeah, I mean, these these industry contacts, and we use the word industry uh, sort of to mean two things, right? It, it could just be the marketing industry in general, folks that you meet outside of those associations and groups you're part of, um, just others that you bump into uh, and build relationships with. Or industry could mean more literally, right? The software industry, financial services, uh, manufacturing, etc. cetera. Uh, and, and those people, those contacts that you meet or network with in your industry might be key opinion leaders, right? And in that area, they might be at big employers in your Metro, uh, or they might be, you know, that marketing author, uh, of, of the last few marketing books that you've read that you reached out to on LinkedIn, just to let them know how much you enjoyed their work. Uh, and now all of a sudden that industry contact is, is in your network. Um, so really fluid and flexible, this last one, but also allows for sort of the broadest range of opportunities. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, um, I like how you, you broke down industry because 
for the marketer just getting started and your your first agency job, uh, well, there's definitely some people that you want to be aware of in the agency industry, uh, especially if you're in a big market, um, you know, New York, Chicago, LA, et cetera. Um, you know, just being aware uh, is amazing. Uh, the, the power that it can provide you when it comes to uh, looking to develop uh, your career for these specific industries. So, um, so that's the fourth one on the network side. So again, colleagues, clients, and vendors, groups and associations, industry contacts. Uh, so wrapping it all together, Jed, when you think of you know the eight elements for the career profile, um, any other thoughts on what we can do with this now? You know, that's that's really the beauty of the career profile is how actionable it is, right? It's this uh, big box of Legos that you've now assembled, right? Once you go through the exercise that you'd find on the marketinghelp.co slash career strategy, uh, download that, that free uh, workbook that has the career profile exercise. Once you've gone through it and you've got all eight of these elements on the page, um, it becomes very actionable. And it becomes actionable based on whatever your your goal is. So if your goal is to land that next role, all of a sudden you'll start to see what's popping out. Wow, I've got a lot of experience in this industry, or I've got a lot of experience in this channel, or you know, it looks like a, I really don't have any kind of certifications whatsoever, and I might need some for the role I'm applying to. Or all of a sudden, you know, I thought I was well networked, but I have, I have no contacts in the pharmaceutical industry, and that's really where I'm interviewing right now. What, what do I do? So your deficiencies will, will pop. Um, in another goal, another use case would be uh, if you're looking to evolve in your current role, right? You're looking to stay with the company and uh, take on more responsibility or get promoted to the next level. You'll, you'll see in terms of the projects that you've been working on, and you can have a really... Um, effective conversation with your manager. Hey, you know, I've been doing sort of an audit uh, of my projects and the programs I've managed over the last few years here. What do you think is missing for me if I wanted to take that next step in my role? Uh, and and do you see... You've got next year's roadmap developed. I mean, do you see any projects that are coming down the pike that I could lead on? That would really be great as I sort of build out my career profile. Um, it's, it's the starting point for all of these things uh, that, you know any person who's got a career strategy would need, right? It's, it's that box full of Legos that you need to know what you have before you can start to build something with it. Awesome. And I think so many marketers, especially even, you know, I just pull from the conversations we're having with our mentees. And I literally just had this conversation the other week where somebody had forgotten about, they're, they're a new marketer. So they're moving from one industry into marketing, but they had done some side work in marketing. And then when, when, when faced with this career profile document and she started thinking about what she had done in projects and programs, completely forgot about uh, an Amazon store that she had operated and realized, you know, had she not done the exercise, she not would have thought about putting that on her resume. So just the putting your, your, your head into a space of pulling all these elements together, uh, good chance you're going to identify something that's going to be extremely powerful in helping you uh, leverage your box of Legos in the most effective way possible. Exactly. And that, that e-commerce project probably turned into the centerpiece 
of whatever her story was about about her career in her interview or in her cover letter, right? I mean, you sitting down with a resume template in front of you, and this is again just for the those those folks who are looking to change roles, mm-hmm. sitting down with a resume template that goes in reverse chronological order and has the mission statement at the top and a slot for your phone number, a slot for your email address, and the charities that you're a part of, that can be really um, closed off. Right. Not only can it be a little intimidating, but it's also sort of a closed way of thinking about you and your experience in your network. Whereas the career profile exercise is wide open. It's almost like a, a brainstorm with yourself mm-hmm. um, and rediscovering some of those, those things that have always been there. But then you're putting them in a new context in, in the context of this goal or this use case that you're uh, embarking on. And, and that e-commerce project probably turned into the centerpiece of, of her interview, right? It was a core story probably. Uh, definitely. And it actually led into her overall story of her personal brand about it supported, you know, her making statements about being driven and wanting to learn by doing and, you know, tinkering with things, you know, consistent learner. So uh, again, just unlocking that experience project um, did wonders for her. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the career strategy in general, uh, the, the factors, the profile and the path, which we cover in, in different episodes, but it really is a journey of self-discovery and none more so than this middle step, the career profile, which is, you know, just all of your experience and your whole network that you can bring to bear. Well said, well said. Uh, so as, as a reminder, like we had mentioned, you can find all these helpful templates now that you're excited to get your career profile documented. Uh, go to themarketinghelp.co forward slash career strategy and check out all those uh, necessary templates to help you in uh, documenting your marketing career strategy. Uh, once again, I want to thank uh, Jed for joining us in this episode. Um, thank you, Jed. And we'll see you on a future episode as well. Um, awesome. Thanks, Eric. All right. And uh, that'll do it for today's episode. We will see you on the next episode of the Marketing Careers Podcast. All right. Big thanks to Jed for joining us again to talk about some more important marketing career strategy information and concepts. Now, at this point, you should know what to focus on and how to develop your marketing career profile. Because as we learned, remember, is about both what you know and who you know. And at that intersection of those two components, Uh, is the personal brand uh, that is helping to drive your success in your marketing career. So your next step is head on over to, as you heard, the marketinghelp.co forward slash career strategy. Pick up and you'll see on that page some key visuals to help support what you've heard over the last couple of episodes. Plus, you can access your very own marketing career strategy climb guide. Uh, Start getting your marketing career on track. Go get a copy for yourself today. And as always, just let me know if there's anything I can do to help in your marketing career. If you need uh, tips on, on where to find the remote marketing jobs, which agencies to work for in your city, uh, or if you just need some help uh, and guidance in your marketing career and want some mentoring support, shoot me an email at eric at themarketinghelp.co. That's E-R-I-K at themarketinghelp.co. And until next time, this is your host, Eric Harbison. And remember, today, not yesterday, but today is a great day to proactively manage your marketing career.